Would you turn to Psalm 119? Beginning in verse 25 of Psalm 119. My soul cleaveth unto the dust. Quicken thou me according to thy word. I have declared my ways, and thou heardest me. Teach me thy statutes. Make me to understand the way of thy precepts. So shall I talk of thy wondrous works. My soul melteth for heaviness. Strengthen thou me according unto thy word. Remove from me the way of lying. And grant me thy law graciously. I have chosen the way of truth. Thy judgments have I laid before me. I have stuck unto thy testimonies, O Lord. Put me not to shame. I will run the way of thy commandments when thou shalt enlarge my heart. I'm so thankful for this passage of Scripture. Very, very special. I identify with it. Look how it begins. My soul cleaveth unto the dust. It's stuck in the dirt. And I can't get out. <clears throat> I feel dead. Quicken thou me according to thy word. I have declared my ways. I believe that's the same thing as I've confessed my sins. I've declared my ways. I've made them open by your grace. And thou heardest me. Teach me thy statutes. I need to be taught. I'm not going to understand them except that you be my teacher. Teach me your statutes. Make me to understand the way of thy precepts. I like the way he said the way of your precepts. Not just your precepts, but the way of your precepts. Uh, he made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the children of Israel. I want to know his ways, don't you? The way of his Precepts. And here's what will happen if I know the way of his precepts. So shall I talk of thy wondrous works. Somebody that knows the way of his precepts, this is what they're going to be talking about. His wondrous works. And here he repeats himself. My soul melteth for heaviness. Now he's talking about being depressed. And he says this under the inspiration of God the Holy Spirit. My soul melteth 
for heaviness. Now, this is a sinful depression, and really you can't separate our depression from our sin. You really can't do it. I realize there are many factors that can be involved. Well, you can have a chemical imbalance. You can have horrible circumstances that are, is going to trouble anybody. Uh, traumatic things may have happened. It may be just dissatisfaction with God's providence. It may be your sin. Whatever. You can't separate uh, depression and sin in whatever form. And it's most real, though. And God the Holy Spirit inspires David to make this statement, My soul melteth for heaviness. Strengthen thou me according to thy word. I, not only do I need quickened, I need strengthened. In my heaviness, I need him to strengthen me all according to his word, according to the Bible. Listen to this next statement. Verse 29. Remove from me the way of lying. Now, I have no doubt he's not talking about remove from me from people telling me lies. Remove from me the way of lying to myself. Remove that from me. Somebody says, I don't do that. Well, you're doing it now. <laughs> you're doing it now. We all have a, a, a tendency to lie to ourselves. And he says, remove that from me. And then we have this, I love this statement, grant me thy law graciously. You know, that's not, there's not another statement like that in all the scripture. Thy law, grant me, give me your law graciously. What is that but justification by grace? Same thing. Grant me thy law graciously. I've chosen the way of truth. <coughs> By your grace, I've chosen the way of truth. Thy judgments have I laid before me. Now, when he's talking about judgments, he's talking about the judgments of the cross. That's all I have at all times, the judgments you accomplished on Calvary's tree. I've laid those before me. I've stuck unto thy testimonies, O Lord. What you've testified with regard to yourself, I'm stuck to it. I love it. I, I, I don't want anything else but thy testimonies. Oh, Lord, put me not to shame. You know, another way of saying that is let me be found in Christ. If I'm not found in Christ, I'm put to shame. Put me not to shame. I will run. Look in verse 32. I will run the way of thy commandments when thou shalt enlarge my heart. You see, I've got this little constricted heart. I need it to be enlarged by your grace. And when you enlarge my heart, I'll run in the way of your commandments. Now I have no doubt that this is a passage of scripture that every believer can personally identify with very much, very much. He begins, my soul cleaveth to the dust. Now this is talking about depression. My soul, you've been there. You know what it feels like. I know what it feels like, some more severely than others. I realize that. They're, different kinds of depression. Uh, you may have a depression where you don't even know why you're depressed. That's chemical. You can't separate from sin. I'm not ever saying that, but your body chemistry can get so messed up to where you couldn't even tell somebody what's wrong with you, but you know something's wrong with you. You feel a, a despair. You feel a hopelessness. 
there's the depression brought on by difficult circumstances, guilt, feelings of inferiority. Now, don't mistake feelings for inferiority for humility. It's not the same thing. Feelings of inferiority. Lack of discipline, no self-control, intemperance, being a control freak. You know, if you're a control freak, you're going to be depressed a lot because really you can't control anything. <laughs> Selfishness, a bad environment, no purpose, having a victim mentality. There's so many things that come on from this thing of depression, but it's sin. It's sin. When I'm depressed, things are not going my way. I'm mad at the Lord. I'm disagreeing with what's happening. It is sin. And that's what David is saying. Do you feel this way all the time? No, but I feel this way some of the time. My soul melteth for heaviness. My soul cleaveth unto the dust. I love what the Lord said to Adam, dust thou art, <laughs> and to dust thou shalt return. Isn't that so? What's the remedy? Quicken thou me according to thy word. Now, really what's going on here is more than depression. It's mourning over sin. Right? When it comes right down to it. This is the second beatitude. Blessed are they who mourn over sin. You hate your sin. And it's your sin's depressing. And you mourn over your sin. You know, only a believer mourns over their sin. Now, an unbeliever can mourn over the consequence of sin, the trouble it gets them in, uh, the, the, the embarrassment it puts them through. But uh, only a believer actually mourns over their sin. It's what Paul meant when he said, oh, wretched man that I am. He hated his sin. This wasn't a cliche term with him. He hated his sin, his continual sins, the sins that he committed over and over again. My soul cleaveth to the dust. Quicken thou me according to thy word. Give me life according to thy word. I love that scripture of his own will. Begat he us, birthed he us, gave us life through the word of truth. Quicken thou me according to thy word. Verse 26, I've declared my ways. I've taken sides with you against myself, guilty as charged. I've declared, I've made known my ways. I'm not, by your grace, I'm not trying to hide them. I'm taking full responsibility for my sin. It's my fault. I have declared my ways. God, be merciful to me, the sinner. I've declared my ways, and thou hurtest me. Let me say two things about the Lord that I love. He's the God who speaks. 
He speaks. And he's the God who hears. Thou heardest. Thou heardest. Think of this. You have the ear of God. Through the Lord Jesus Christ, God inclines his ear to you and hears you. Thou heardest me. He's the God who hears prayer. Somebody asked me recently, is it okay to tell an unbeliever to pray? Well, the Lord did say men ought always to pray. Men ought always to pray and not to faint. I'll tell anybody to call upon the name of the Lord. Thou heardest me. Teach me thy statutes. If you do not teach me, I will not understand. Teach me thy statutes. Now, I've been taught by men, and the Lord uses men to teach us. But I tell you this, I want him to be my teacher. I'm not saying apart from men. I love that passage of Scripture in Acts chapter 8 when um, Philip said, Do you understand what you're reading? And the Ethiopian eunuch replied, How can I? Except some man should guide me. But if... It's only a man guide me. It's not going to do me any good. I need the Lord to be my teacher. He says in verse 27, Make me to understand the way of thy precepts. The Lord said, I am the way. You know when you understand? When you realize he is the way. Not simply that he'll guide you along the way or show you the way, but he himself is the way to the Father. And if you're in him, you're already there. <laughs> show me the way of thy precepts, and here's what will happen. If you do, so shall I talk of thy wondrous works. Now here's the subject of our preaching. Here's the subject of our conversation. His wondrous works. I love to think about him saying, light be, and all of a sudden there's light. The darkness flees. It can't prevent the light. God who commanded the light to shine out of the darkness has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. I love to think of there being a time when all there was was God there wasn't any universe there wasn't any space there were no sun moon or stars he spake the universe into existence what glory what power I love to think of his creative power don't you love to think of his works of providence you know we can't really see this right now but everything is good Everything is good. He brings good out of evil. And he is the first cause behind everything. I don't care what it is. He's in control of it. The lot is cast into the lap, what we would call luck, but the whole disposing thereof, not just 99%, the whole disposing thereof, is of the Lord. Oh, his works of providence. You and I are too stupid to see this. 
But everything's good. Everything's perfect. Everything's right. But, but nothing. It's all going to be seen good at the end. Do you believe that? His glorious works of providence, and most especially his work of salvation, taking a sinful man like me and making it to where I have never sinned and I stand before God perfect in his sight. Talk about wondrous works. The wondrous works of Christ on Calvary's tree, that's our subject matter. His wondrous works. Now he says again in verse 28, my soul melteth for heaviness. Now this is David, the man after God's own heart speaking. My soul melteth for heaviness. And I'm thankful the Lord inspired the psalmist to write this. Now I've already said, does this mean we're like this all the time? No, but it's sure we're sure like this some of the time. My soul melteth for heaviness. And there are so many factors involved in this. Some people have such traumatic circumstances, such horrible things that have happened to them when they were young, the way they were raised. I don't want to be indifferent about any of these things. Everybody's got a story, and it's difficult. There's much difficulty in life. Um, life's hard, isn't it? Life's hard. It's not easy. And David says, my soul melteth for heaviness. And I know that what makes my soul melt the most, my sin, my indifference to sin, my being sinning and not mourning the way I should, not looking to Christ as I ought. You, you cannot have sin and not have heaviness. And this is what he's speaking of. My soul melts for heaviness. You know, I think of our heaviness. Um, repeated sin. Uh, disappointments in people. Disappointments in yourself. Disillusionment over the way things have not worked out the way you thought they would. is not as you thought it would be. And our soul melts for heaviness. Now, when your soul melts for heaviness, what do you need? Strengthen me. Strengthen me. I'm so weak. You know, Paul did say, when I'm weak, then am I strong. If you're weak, you know you need the Lord to strengthen you, to strengthen your faith, to strengthen your love to him, to strengthen your view of yourself, that you see yourself as nothing but sin and Christ as all in your salvation. Be strong in the grace that's in Christ Jesus. Oh, I want to be strong in grace, don't you? Strong in my love of the grace of God, my need of the grace of God, my preaching of the grace of God, my understanding of the grace of God. Be strong, strengthen me according to thy word. And then remove from me, verse 29, remove from me the way of lying. Lying to myself. 
You ever do that? If you say no, you just, like I said, you just told a big lie. Uh, we lie to ourselves. And David is saying, remove that from me. Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not impute iniquity and in whose spirit, that's the new man, there is no guile, there's no deceit. You're honest before God. You know, Barnard, Rob Barnard used to say, honest people don't go to hell. Well, that's true. That's true. If by the grace of God, I'm honest before God about my sin and my need of grace, that person doesn't go to hell. Uh, the scripture in Isaiah calls every believer children that will not lie. They're honest before God. And David is saying, remove from me this way of lying to myself and grant me thy law. I, this is the only time a statement like this is made in in the Bible, but I love it. Uh, it's really what the whole Bible's about, although this particular statement is the only time it's made. Grant me thy law, perfect law keeping, perfection before your law, having a holy, perfect standing before your law graciously. The only way I can have a, his law is if he grants it to me graciously. It's the same thing as saying being justified freely, freely, graciously, by his grace, through the redemption that's in Christ Jesus. You know, if you don't know the gospel, the Psalms don't make any sense. If you don't know the gospel, you think, well, he's, he's saying, give me grace to keep your law. Well, um, I, that's really not what it means. I mean, I, I want to keep his law. I don't. Grant me your law graciously. The only way I keep your law is if you graciously grant me and give me your perfect law keeping so I stand before you without sin. Grant me thy law graciously. Verse 30. I have chosen the way of truth. Now what is the way of truth? It's not hard to figure out, is it? The way of Christ. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Now, I realize the only reason I've chosen this way is because he caused me to. I realize that. But this is the only way I want to go, the way of truth. I, I want to be found in Christ. That's all I want. I want to be found in Christ, the way, the truth, and the life. And I make this choice. Now, I know it's only by grace, but I tell you what. What was Paul, isn't that the choice Paul made when he said, oh, that I may win Christ and be found in him? I don't want to have anything to do with my personal righteousness. I want to be found in Christ. I've chosen the way of truth. Paul did there. Me too. I, the only, I just simply want to be found in Christ. Not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith. I've chosen the way of truth. Thy judgments have I laid before me. Now that's talking about his judgments at the cross. How he can be just and justify the ungodly. That's, 
by his grace, that's all I want before me, his judgments, how he is a just God and a Savior. I love that passage of Scripture. He said, I'm a just God and a Savior. He's made a way to save me in a way that honors his justice through the judgments of the cross. Now, that's, I've, I've laid that before me. I, I don't want anything else. I've, thy judgments have I laid before me. I've stuck unto thy testimonies. Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord. This is 2 Timothy 1.8. Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me his prisoner, but be thou a partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God who hath saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. I'm stuck there. I like being stuck there. I don't want to be anywhere else. My soul stuck to thy testimonies. I don't want the testimony of men. I want his testimonies. I've stuck unto thy testimonies, O Lord. Put me not to shame. Don't let me be ashamed he said to Timothy be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord don't let me be someone who's ashamed of the gospel and even more than that don't let me be put to shame don't let me be exposed in what I am in myself let me be found in Christ put me not to shame verse 32 I will run the way of thy commandments when thou shalt enlarge my heart. Oh, that heart you've given me, enlarge it. Make it bigger. Make it more receptive of your truth. Make it to love you more. Make it to believe Christ more. Enlarge my heart. The heart that you gave me, enlarge it. And when you do that, I'll run in the way of thy commandments. I won't just walk, I'll run when you've enlarged my heart. You know, he realized that he will not run in the way of his commandments except the Lord enlarge his heart. So what's he do? Lord, enlarge my heart. Kind of like the Shulamite woman said in the Song of Solomon, that very uh, first chapter, um, draw us, draw me, draw me, and we will run after thee. Draw me. And we will run after thee. Enlarge my heart. Can you make that prayer? I hope I'm making it right now. Lord, enlarge my heart. And I'll run in the way of thy commandments. I will run in the way of believing on thy son. I'll run on running, loving one another as he gave us commandment. Now, that's a glorious passage of scripture. And I'm thankful to the Lord for this, and I pray he continues to bless us. Looking at Psalm 119.